listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's talk Saquon Barkley. Continue on the path to the draft with a great friend of the NFL on TuneIn, our draft analyst last year in Philadelphia, Dan Chanka from rlads.com. Dan, always a pleasure. Thanks for coming back on the show. I've not had a chance to look at your overall rankings. Where do you slot Saquon Barkley? Is there a chance he's the best player in this entire draft? Absolutely, Brian. Great being back with you and Cordell also. And, uh, no, I tell you what, Saquon Barkley has been our top guy since last summer, evaluating the films and things like that after the 2017 draft. And he's done nothing to uh, slide backwards. And, I mean, this guy is a lethal weapon. I mean, he's not only a running back. And, you know, you hear scuttlebutt out there, people saying, well, you know, should you really take a running back at once? Well, this guy is a weapon catching the ball, running the ball. He can do it all. He, you know, he can return. If you want him to return kickoffs, which you wouldn't do once he's picked uh, first in the draft, I don't believe. But he's a tremendous running back, a great person, and um, a guy that's really going to help a team out next year. Do you think he's worthy of the number one spot, considering that the Cleveland Browns have the one spot and also the four to where he's so dynamic, you grab him first and get one of the quarterbacks because none of those guys really stuck out like a sore thumb to say, we need to grab this quarterback first? Yeah, I, I agree 100%, Cordell. I, I mean, I really like uh, Barkley going at one. And, I, you know, I, I, I'm a Mayfield guy, and uh, I think he'll be there at, at four. I don't know. I don't. I think everybody's going to think what the world thinks is too short, but he's the best quarterback in this draft, and uh, he can go. I, I believe he'll be sitting there at four. So, uh, and it, hey, if they do lose him, they can have a fallback guy like Rosen, something like that. But I just don't believe. Um, I don't know if the grit's going to be there for anybody to go up and above four to get Mayfield. So I think you roll the dice and uh, you take Barkley at one and you take Mayfield at four. Talking draft with our great friend Dan Shanka, rlads.com. Dan, in terms of your assessment of Josh Rosen from UCLA, are you more concerned by his polarizing personality or his history of injuries playing for the Bruins? The injury history. Uh, I tell you, Brian, that, that scares me with a couple concussions already, and he's had a shoulder surgery. And He's a real smart guy, accurate. When you study him on film, I mean, he's really pretty when he sets up. I mean, his feet are under him. St- I mean, fundamentally, this guy is the total package. He's got good height on him. He's got good vision. He's smart. Um, we really like him, but I t- that is a scary proposition. Uh, you talk about rolling the dice. I mean, he may get hurt in the first preseason game and be um, you know, on concussion protocol for the whole year. Dan, over the years, going back to Cincinnati, um, now the Cleveland Browns, these were two organizations in its time, and, and right now with the Cleveland Browns, that when getting the first pick, grabbing whatever player there was, especially on the offensive side of football, whether it was Kajana Carter or maybe now even a quarterback, they're going to struggle regardless. Is it fair to say that whoever goes first, quarterback or even a Saquon Barkley, that they're going to struggle because these organizations, Cincinnati at that time and now all of a sudden Cleveland, they for some reason can't figure it out? Well, you know, that's uh, common knowledge out there. But the thing that I like what Cleveland's been doing, uh, and the reason I'd kind of like to see Mayfield go there is because I've always envisioned him 
as a, a Drew Brees type quarterback. When I was with the Eagles, I made the school call at Purdue, and uh, I gave uh, Drew Brees a second round grade. And I really liked him. I thought his accuracy, his leadership, and all that was top drawer the same way I do with Mayfield. And now what Cleveland has done, they've got a couple good guards, which, you know, Breeze always had to have guards up front to protect the inside so he could step up in the pocket. And uh, Mayfield does that also. I think that will be good. I think they've got a lot of parts. Uh, I guess a short answer to your question is they've got a lot of parts. They're getting better. And I think that this draft, with uh, they've got 12 picks, I believe, that, um, you know, and, and five of them, well, actually four of them are going to be in the top 35 uh, players. So um, they're going to get some really good football players to help the, with the package they got now. So, and, and I think John Dorsey is going to do really a good job there. And they put together a blue ribbon scouting staff. And, you know, hey, well, hey, if these guys can't do it, I don't know if anybody can. I'm with you, Cordell. We might just take the bulldozers and push Cleveland right in uh, Lake Erie. <laughs> the timing would be apropos coming off an 0-16 season. Chatting with Dan Shanka from rlads.com. Dan, you know I'm based in L.A. I went to grad school at USC. I watched just about every important game Sam Darnold played. I can understand why scouts like you are very impressed by his potential and the arm talent, but how do you explain away all the turnovers, not just interceptions? He lost a lot of fumbles last year. He did, and and that's a very good point, Brian. I mean, here's a guy that had 37 turnovers in 26 games, and, uh, you know, every if you're taking – he looks like a cow on ice at times, too. I mean, his feet are not under him when he throws – you talk – you know, you go across the – across the city and you see what Rosen's doing, you know, with his perfect form and everything with his feet and uh, the way he plays the position. And then Sam, he kind of goes out there and looks like he just got off the beach, you know, and walks out there. And I mean, fundamentally, he is all over the place. And then I think he trusts his arm a little bit too much and he'll throw into a crowd, makes bad decisions. Um, we just don't have Sam up there as high as, um, you know, other people. But uh, I, it, everything's going to happen for him down the line, not right now. I mean, he's a potential guy, which, as we all know, that potential means you haven't done it yet. Tell me about Lamar Jackson. What happens with him in this draft? Is, it, is he a first-rounder at the quarterback position because his talent is better than every other quarterback in it? Yeah, you're, you're, you're right, Cordell. In fact, uh, every time I see him, I go, Hey, is that Cordell Stewart out there? You know, <laughs> uh, you know he's uh, of course he might be might be a little faster than you, but oh, yeah. um, I'll tell you, he is a, a tremendous athlete. And you're right. I mean, he's a guy that everybody wants to you know make Cordell Stewart out of him, make slash, you know, play quarterback and wide receiver. But I think that he's going to go to a team that's going to give him every chance to succeed at quarterback. And uh, he because when he's in the open field, I mean, he's made his bones at Louisville with his legs. Let's face it. I mean, he. He pulls that ball down. If there's a seam, uh, he can go with it and, and make you miss in the open field and what have you. Um, but uh, I really think this year, guys, he has gotten better uh, as a, to play the quarterback position. He sees the field a little bit better, and uh, but he is a project. There's no question about it. He's going to take time. And I don't think he, if he doesn't go real early, if he goes later in the first round where – you know, everybody's not pressuring the, the team who takes him to put him in. And the other thing is, if he does go later in the first round, that means he's probably with a team that's already got a pretty good quarterback. 
so he can develop. Whether hey, you never know, it might be the Steelers again. You know, uh, you, you never know. So it's just, um, but he's a very talented guy. I think he's a quarterback, and uh, he just needs time. Dan, since we've already focused on Saquon Barkley, let's talk about the rest of what I think is a talented running back class. You got big names like Ronald Jones coming out of USC and the Georgia running backs Michelle and Chubb. Uh, it is. It, it, this is this is probably the strongest position in the draft. Uh, there's just um, obviously with Barkley being the total package with the great hands and everything. Uh, Darius Geis out of LSU, uh, uh, an explosive guy that actually weighed in at the uh, combine a little bit bigger than I think people thought. He was around 225 pounds, 224 pounds, I guess it was. And uh, but a very talented guy, an explosive guy, uh, Rashad Penny from uh, San Diego State, who I know it's hard to believe with the numbers he's put up that he's kind of a sleeper, but here's a guy that can catch the ball. Uh, he's got great vision. He's got size, around 220 pounds, uh, hard worker. Um, you know, I liked him better than Pumphrey when, when uh, uh, Pumphrey was uh, leading the world in uh, yards and things a year ago, and anytime you'd see Penny come in late in the game, he was a star. And, you know, touching on USC's Ronald Jones, an explosive slash-type guy. I mean, he gets up that field, but he just needs to do some things better in blocking. And, as you know, he won't get on the field unless you can block. you got to protect those billion-dollar quarterbacks almost anymore. So he's got to block a little bit better, but he's got great running skills, great vision. And then a guy that, you know, we really like. And, again, he doesn't seem to be getting a lot of – pub, I guess, uh, and in the scouting community he does, but uh, Nick Chubb is a guy that, um, I mean, when you're second only to Herschel Walker at Georgia and all those great running backs that have come out of Georgia, this guy is special. Uh, they never threw the ball much to him. I think he's got very average hands from the little bit that I've seen, but man, when he gets downhill running the ball, uh, he is just tremendous. Uh, he drops that shoulder, can run over you. Uh, powerful guy, and then you know he split uh, ta- or split carries this year with Sony Michelle, and and he, there's another guy that's a very talented running back. And uh, you know, actually, we could probably talk the whole show about these running backs because Bo Scarborough was another guy that looked great at the combine and and uh, has been tremendous for Alabama. So there's running and carry on Johnson from Auburn is another one. Uh, you know, you just go on and on, and we didn't talk about Josh Adams from Notre Dame. I mean, it's just uh, the riches are there. If you want a running back this year or two, you're going to get one. What about this kid, Shaquem Griffin, linebacker out of US, uh, UCF, excuse me, who ran a 4-3-8 and a 40, caught the ball really well. He gave you 20 uh, on, the, on the bench. He gave you 20 reps with a 225. Give me your conversation what you think of what he can do in the National Football League considering he doesn't have his left hand. Yeah, uh, Cordell, I, here, I think, first of all, he's going to be a core special team player. Um, he can line up anywhere, and he's going to cause serious damage on special teams because he uh, he's just an explosive guy. He's got great burst. He'll light you up. Uh, he's got a lot of courage. Um, you know, I think that's where his first spot will be. And then whoever drafts him, they're going to have a plan for him. And uh, I think his best – he's going to have to go to a team that blitzes the ball or blitzes a lot because – 
what he can do, he really is explosive off the edge. Say you widen him out in the nine technique, which is, you know, widen out that uh, the offensive tackle, get a little wider, and then come off that edge because what he can do on plays away, he can run them down from behind across that line of scrimmage and just run them down from behind. I mean, he's, he's like a cheetah chasing a gazelle, you know. I mean, he's just his, his speed is so evident on film. And then what he did the other day was just confirmed everybody's suspicions how fast he really is. So he did a great job uh, there. And then, you know, you can line him up as a weak side, outside linebacker, loop him inside, going through the A-gaps. So somebody that really blitzes a lot, they've got to take advantage of him. And um, I think that that's the thing that um, now if you're going to ask him to sit there and, you know, lock out, shiver, and, and this and that, he's not going to be able to do that because he's going to get engulfed by those big uh, offensive tackles and things. But as a weapon that you can use on your team, okay, on special teams, he's going to be dynamic. And then use him as a blitzer. And he, I'll tell you, he can drop into coverage. He can man up on people. He can run with any backs that are coming out of the backfield. Uh, he's on, on wheel routes and things like that. He does a great job there. So, uh, I mean, I think it's all ahead of him. It's going to take a defensive coordinator to say, hey, this is what we're going to do with the guy, and he's going to be in a lot of sub-packages, and I think that uh, he's going to have a, a really good NFL career. Dan, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming back on the show. Look forward to chatting with you again as we continue on the path to the draft. You bet you guys. Hey, thanks a million. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.